CSIS believes China interfered in Vancouver's recent municipal election, but Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim rejects, quote, insinuations made by the Globe and Mail. Former Prime Minister Stephen Harper will be a keynote speaker at next week's Canada Strong and Free Networking Conference, and he'll offer his thoughts on challenges faced by Canada's middle class. And China's ambassador to Canada, Kong Pei Wu, alleged in an op-ed on Wednesday that the actions of Chinese consulates involved in election interference claims reported by intelligence sources are in fact business as usual. Hello Canada, it's Friday, March 17th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Anthony Fury. And I'm Andrew Lawton, wishing you all a happy St. Patrick's Day. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Globe and Mail reported that the Canadian Security Intelligence Service believes Chinese diplomats aided an interference campaign in Vancouver's recent mayoral election. CSIS reports said China's goal was to elect a specific Chinese-Canadian candidate through, quote, grooming the individual and bringing Vancouver's ethnically Chinese citizens out to the polls to vote for that candidate. The CSIS document reads, quote, the Chinese diplomat passed information on this individual to someone who she hoped quote, could become acquainted with them and assess if they were worth, quote, grooming. The aim was to discover if the individual was a, quote, good sapling to cultivate. Now, in response to the Globe and Mail report, Vancouver's Mayor Ken Sim rejected, quote, those insinuations made in the report. Sim says, quote, I'll just say it. If I was a Caucasian male, we're not having this conversation. If there's proof of foreign interference in our election, I want to know about it because I'm a Canadian. But right now, there are a bunch of insinuations. Canada's former ambassador to the People's Republic of China, David Mulroney, said on Thursday that there was, quote, abundant evidence to support the existence of Beijing's long-term plans to influence Canadian politicians at all levels of government as new allegations of election interference come out. Mulroney tweeted, there is abundant evidence of Beijing's patient, long-term effort to extend its reach into Canadian politics at all levels, seeking to groom and develop people of steadily increasing connectedness and influence. Andrew, it's interesting to see just how broad this gets in terms of geographically, not just talking about the GTA, which we were, we're now talking about the other side of the country, Vancouver, not just talking about federal election races, or in the case of Ontario, talking about MPPs, now we're talking about municipalities as well. Yeah, we are. And it's not all that surprising, actually. If you're in the influence and interference game, the best way you could ingratiate yourself in a country's system is by following politicians as they go through their career. We've seen this in the United States, even recently with Democratic Congressman Eric Swalwell, who was some you know city councillor who gets involved in a, with a Chinese spy, and eventually he's running for president. So it's a sensible thing on its surface. And I actually think there should be more of an emphasis at these relationships that could be starting at the municipal level. Now, it is interesting to note, though, that the CSIS document says, well, the diplomats wanted to see if they were someone we could groom, a good sapling to cultivate, but maybe they were unsuccessful with that. Maybe they uh, tried to speak to these candidates, they weren't successful, or they had conversations and the candidate was like, okay, cool, nice to meet you, whatever, and nothing came of it subsequently. I mean, I'm sure there are many attempts to cultivate uh, influential relationships that don't succeed. So the question is, we should be attentive to this for sure. But when we hear these sort of stories, and to Ken Sim's sort of partial defense, insinuations, as he puts it, an insinuation 
doesn't mean it was a slam dunk victory uh, for the Beijing opera. No, and I think this is exactly why there needs to be more transparency on here, because CSIS's reports are in some ways present and forward-looking. They're talking about things that are happening and might happen. These have not been to date post-mortems that have really gone into the specific effects and outcomes of some of these efforts, at the municipal level at least. I know there's been a bit more in the reports on federal politics, but I, I would put this back on, on Mayor Sims, though. If he had these conversations, if he had people that he had a little sneaky suspicion about that were coming to him on his campaign saying, we want to support you, he should be coming out and saying, yes, actually, I did have some people that were involved in this uh, group, this country, this community that were coming out and, and asking me questions and sitting down, and I did not take their help. And, you know, his silence is in many ways revealing. No, I think it's a very good point because, I mean, I can say throughout my years in the media, I've gotten emails out of the blue from people who I'm like, oh, I'm not necessarily aligned with this individual or, or some academic or some lobby group or what have you. And they're like, hey, can we sit down and talk about this file or this issue? And you're like, oh, okay, I'll take the call or okay, fine. I'll go have coffee with this person. And you have the conversation and you're like, okay, I hear you out, but it's not like I'm going to do your bidding. Maybe you even part ways where you're like, well, all right, let's agree to disagree and all the best to you kind of thing. And I, I wouldn't want people to not be able to just have those sort of conversations with a, a whole slew of, you know, diplomats or different type of activists or, or, or lobbyists. I mean, that's generally what what, what conversations are all about in, uh, in in community building, civic building, and politics. Former Prime Minister Stephen Harper will be a keynote speaker at next week's Canada Strong and Free Networking Conference. According to the organization's president, Jamil Giovanni, Harper will be giving an address followed by a sit-down with former Reform Party leader and also the founder of the Canada Strong and Free Network, formerly the Manning Centre, Preston Manning. Harper is expected to offer up his thoughts on challenges faced by Canada's middle class. Conference will be taking place next week. Wednesday to Friday, March 22nd to 24th at Ottawa's Weston Hotel. Other speakers include Pierre Polyev, the Conservative leader, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith, MPs Garnet Jenis, Melissa Lansman, Jasraj Singh Halan, and others, including yours truly. I'll be actually hosting a live version of the Andrew Lawton Show, and True North will be there in full force. Now, Stephen Harper is still, I, I think, in many regards, the godfather of Canada's Conservative party and he doesn't actually speak all that often to grassroots conservative audiences so I think this is a bit of an interesting pick for him yeah certainly I mean he follows the sort of gentleman's rule of a person who is a previous president or prime minister or what have you generally steps away and says all right I've had my time uh, to take the microphone I'm now going to uh, let the next prime minister or whoever make their statements and the opposition leader can be the one to oppose them. Uh, but there is an increasing interest, I think, in seeing Stephen Harper step forward again and offer his insights into the issues of the day, a lot of respect uh, for his 10 years almost as prime minister. And I think people want that. They want to hear from an elder statesman. And now that Stephen Harper has been relatively quiet for the past sort of seven years, I think almost that period has elapsed now. And, and he's not the former prime minister anymore. Of course he is, but he's now more that elder statesman role. And I, I think people want to see that from him. I also think that more than in the last couple of elections, Stephen Harper really seems to be invested 
in the success of Pierre Polyev. He got involved in the leadership race, which he has not done in the recent leadership races. He's been more vocal in fundraising for Pierre Polyev. And I think that he's probably speaking at an event like this now with Pierre Polyev as leader because for whatever reason, he thinks Polyev is the winner and he wants to really help his campaign. Absolutely. And he probably thinks, okay, Justin Trudeau had his turn and now his turn has elapsed. And he's perhaps more willing to say that vocally. Andrew, I just want to reiterate what you said. I want to encourage everybody to come out and join us and meet everyone from True North at the Canada Strong and Free Network next week. Lots of great speakers there. Lots of great True North personalities will be there. Looking forward to seeing everyone there. On Wednesday, China's ambassador to Canada, Kong Pei Wu, alleged in an op-ed that the actions of Chinese consulate officials involved in election interference claims were business as usual. Kong wrote, I call on the Canadian side to abandon ideological prejudice, stop politicizing and stigmatizing the normal performance of duties and functions of Chinese diplomatic and consular missions and personnel, and stop smearing and attacking China. In another statement issued earlier this month, the Chinese embassy called Canada's criticism of China on human rights grounds, quote, out and out interference. Now, the ambassador's comments come as China has been accused of facilitating donations to the Trudeau Foundation, bussing out supporters for Liberal MP Handong's nomination meeting and other efforts. Andrew, I think this goes back to what we were saying earlier. His defense is he's trying to say, well, it's, it's normal for diplomats to just have relationship building meetings and chat with different people in the community. Okay, fine. We acknowledge that. The issue here, and I think what CSIS has flagged, is that it's actually going much beyond that. Yes, and Kong Pei Wu is actually doing the Foreign Service equivalent of, oh, I'm just asking questions to back off when you've made a, an outlandish accusation that you happen to end with a question mark. So I, I think that, again, the issue here is less to do with China and more to do with Canada because this is, I mean, even if he means it in a different way, business as usual for China. We know that China has been trying to meddle in and in some cases succeeding in uh, interfering in elections in Canada and abroad for several years now. The question that we need to ask when they are doing it is why is a certain group standing to benefit from it? Why are they targeting this particular group? Is it because they think they're really on brand? Is it because they think that they have a way in there? And more importantly, how did that domestic group respond? How did the liberal candidates and in a couple of cases, the conservative candidates respond when this interference was offered? So I actually, in this case, uh, take Mr. Kong at his word that this was business as usual. And Andrew, I think this goes back to your earlier point that maybe Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim could say, look, I did have one or two meetings with these officials and here's what was discussed there. And I don't like the idea that I'm somehow, you know, an agent of their interests. It was normal for me to have those meetings. Instead, what we have in this entire story, Andrew, is that every affected element is in total denial. The liberal government is saying there's nothing wrong here, even though they won't appoint a formal public inquiry. And every person who has been named as affected has pretty much done a full-on denial of everything. So it's interesting to see a, a sort of total lockdown of comment on this file. Yes, for sure. And I, I should just say, as a former political candidate, that you get people calling all the time. And generally speaking, if someone says, hey, I have a few checks for you, I'd like to sit down. The courtesy is to sit down and, and hear them out. And I was fortunate enough that I didn't have any situations where my desire to fundraise for my campaign was in conflict with my ethics. I uh, was 
was not worthy of interference or influence from uh, from any foreign power that I was aware of. But uh, the thing that I, I will say is very important here is that transparency is an absolute must. And I, I think you're bang on there because we know that the interference was attempted. We know a few of the circumstances where it was. Uh, the fact that none of the people involved or implicated are pushing for an inquiry, I think is quite shameful. That's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.